Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, and I'll tell you what, I'm still in New York on this press tour. Today, I'm going to Cheddar on the stock exchange floor, then Cirrus Radio, then NASDAQ in Times Square. They're putting the book up all in Times Square. It's going to be a total takeover, but the book is live, capitalistbook.com. Yesterday, if you missed me, go back and watch again. I was on Fox and Yahoo. Many TV stations want me on, and we have massive book launches coming up later today. I'll be on CBS as well, so check it out. Again, the book is all SaaS data, SaaS war. Stories. You guys have heard excerpts of this over the past couple days here on the podcast feed, but I'd love for you to go check it out. Take a look at the preview at capitalistbook.com. If you're young and don't have money to buy the book, you can get a lot of value there still. That's capitalistbook.com. Or just pause this or when you're done driving and just search Latka Book on Google, it'll pop up. We have we are definitely gonna hit bestseller status here. The sales are incredible. So get the book so that when your friends are talking about it, you know what they're talking about. I don't want you guys to miss out. You guys are the originals. Okay, capitalistbook.com. In the meantime, here is today's CEO. Founded the company Webflow back in 2013 with two of his friends, one of them being his brother. Now at 65 people really helping you know, freelancers build websites. The ultimate goal, a new way to code, a visual way to code. It's democratized. Anybody can do it, unlocking so much power for so many people. Currently about 30,000 customers paying 40 bucks a month, doing 1.2 million per month or about 15 in ARR run rate today. That's up 100% year over year from about 600 grand a month through recurring revenue in July of 2017. Less than 5% gross logo turn on all their cohorts. Some of their cohorts, it's way, way better than that. CAC today about 85 bucks payback period on the, on the worst case, three months because he's built the thing to be now profitable, which I love. 65 people based in San Fran and other remote locations, only 2.9 million bucks raised. I'd love the ratio there from raised capital to AR. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Vlad Magdalene. He's the CEO of Webflow, which he co-founded with his brother and a close friend. While studying 3D animation with, with dreams of working for Pixar in art school, he fell in love with the power of programming. He's now building the company. He lives near San Francisco with his wife and two daughters. Vlad, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's go. All right. Tell us about the company. What do you guys do and how do you make money? Uh, so Webflow is a uh, SaaS service. It's a web design and publishing company. We're basically the power of WordPress and the user interface of Photoshop married together. Uh, So you can do really complicated marketing websites, launch them, run them in production and like have crazy design control over the whole thing. And and you see this more of like a landing page tool for direct marketers or actually like a Squarespace or a Weebly or Wix? It started as a, uh, just a landing page builder, but then graduated into full on web publishing platform. So it's way more complex than a um, Squarespace or Wix. Those are for directly for businesses. Uh, like small, small-time businesses, like a mom and pop shop. We're more for startups, uh, like people who do a lot of content, especially like WordPress scale, content management scale type of uh, operations. Interesting. And what is the? Give me a sense of like what the average customer pays you per month. Average customer is about forty bucks a month. 
So still on the low side, a lot of freelancers, uh, a lot of our customers are people who make websites for small businesses. So okay. instead of paying seven bucks a month or 10 bucks a month for Squarespace, they'll pay like two to $3,000 to a freelancer who pays us to use our software to create a website for them. Interesting. Okay. So 40 bucks a month and backstory here. When did you launch the company? We launched in uh, mid 2013. 2013. And what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers? Uh, we're coming up on 30,000 customers. 30,000. Wait, well, that's, that's incredible. It's 30,000 paying customers. And I mean, can we multiply that times the 40 you just gave us to kind of back into a revenue number of about, what was that? 1.2 million a month? Something like that. That's, that's great. Now, have you bootstrapped or raised capital? Uh, so we raised a bit of capital uh, in the last money we raised was in August 2013, right after we got out of YC. So we raised about 2.9 million. But after that, we got profitable, cash flow positive, and just been uh, kind of funding operations with customer revenue. YC awesome. has a, YC has a rep for really judging uh, judging success based off how much you've raised. Did you ever feel like you ever ever had to like fight that urge to go raise capital? Was it hard for you to tell people uh, in the YC world we're going to be profitable and not raise again? Yeah, definitely. It was in the early days before there was this trend towards bootstrap companies. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of pressure. It was actually less from YC and investors and more from our peers that the right thing to do was to raise more capital and you know grow as fast as possible at all costs, uh, etc. So there was something wrong if you weren't raising constantly. Um, but thankfully, that's that sort of died down a bit. And how do those those investors that put money in, you know, many, many years ago, I mean, they must at some point when their funds expire be going, now everyone's gonna say they have great investors and they're patient, but they have to at some point be going, am I ever going to get my money back? Is he going to pay me a dividend? How's that work? Right. I mean, we're going to cross that bridge when we get there. We, we converted our investors from um, convertible notes to preferred stock. And then at some point, I'm pretty sure we're going to have different ways to, to liquidate. That's not We're not focusing on that at all. We're trying to fill the foundational company. We're going to try to figure out some way to get um, those companies a return. But we haven't had any, hadn't had any requests yet. It's been five years. We'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll have the way that the business is going. We'll have multiple options. You know, Wistia obviously just bought out some of their early investors. I mean, would you follow potentially that similar path? Yeah, I actually just read uh, something about that. Um, potentially, I think everything's on the table, yep. just depending depending on what uh, folks are looking for in, in terms of a return. Give me a sense of your growth. So, one point two million bucks per month today in revenue, thirty thousand customers, forty bucks a month. Where were you a year ago, July twenty seventeen? How much per month? I don't know exactly. We're we're growing roughly a hundred percent year over year, so doubling year over year. We might be shy of that this year. Yeah, uh, but not by too far. Well, it gets hard uh, to to double much bigger numbers, right? So exactly, exactly. Although we've been we've been maintaining pretty much the same growth rate of, over the last three years. It's kind of something that we're uh, really focusing on to try to double every year. That's um, great. That, that, their big focus. Yeah. I mean, look, if that's the case, that means in July of 2016, you were doing 300 grand a month, July, 2017, 600 grand a month today, 1.2 million a month. That's great growth. That's roughly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And walk, walk at this price point, churn be, can become an issue. What is your churn today and how do you manage it? So we have two different profiles of, of churn. Um, we have two different types of plans. One is our designer plans, which is like pure SaaS. You use the software, you export the code. Uh, that has a higher churn profile, anywhere from four to 5% a month. Gross logo um, churn? So yeah, that's customer churn. Um, and then the other side of the business, which is much uh, much better in terms of churn, 
is essentially zero uh, net revenue churn where where custom, established customers are adding new sites every month as they get new customers. Uh, and they're adding things like hosting, um, you know, custom domain uh, hosting and other other types of hosting plans. And those things right. typically once you set them up, they just run forever until, you know, you, you switch providers or more often you, you go out of business or something like that. Yep. When you take both of these cohorts and you look at them in a year and you look at your net revenue retention, you're where you're, I assume you're north of hundred percent at this point or, or are you not? Uh, we're actually just flat, flat right now. It's, it's, it's basically hundred percent. Sometimes it's, it's uh, net negative. Sometimes it's slightly uh, under hundred percent. So, um, but the direction is moving towards, uh, getting more in expansion revenue than we lose in uh, kind of customer churn. That's what I was interested in. At a $40 month price point, it's very difficult to get net revenue retention over 100% if you don't have something more you can sell to people, give them value. How are you thinking about creating additional product offerings to be able to drive land and expand strategies and, and increase sure. wallet share across one account? So we have two different axes uh, on which uh, we get expansion revenue. So the main one is um, adding additional, so our customers, the, the freelancers who pay us, they add additional projects almost on a monthly basis as they do new work with with clients. As, as long as they treat Webflow as sort of their uh, you know go-to tool for managing all their web design platforms. So a new project means new, mo- more revenue, et cetera. And then each of those projects has a separate access for features that um, you know a business might need, more collaborators, more features like, CMS, uh, site search, we have e-commerce coming up, which is going to be a big one, uh, to where each of those projects expands as they get more traffic, as they need more storage, et cetera. And that becomes like a um, kind of like a natural growth path. We grow with the business. Um, and then we also have some some other sort of side revenue bets where we allow our freelancers to charge their customers a um, kind of an upcharge. Uh, so we charge 20 bucks for hosting, for example, but they can actually charge a customer $200 for hosting because they they throw in, you know, like uh, some content changes or whatever it might be. And then we get a revenue cut of that difference. Yeah. Interesting. It, it sounds like you're already thinking about um, um, numerical based pricing axes. You can drive expansion on number of seats, not, you know, storage, right? Like these kinds yeah. of things. Um, you, it becomes difficult to figure out which ones to price along versus which ones just include for free. How do you make those decisions? Pricing is so hard. I think we right now we're getting uh, kind of developing our muscles around good pricing research, how to do sensitivity surveys, how to figure out which pricing um, levers are, are the most efficient ones given the the customer profile that we have. Uh, so it's it's the jury's still out on uh, you know things to determine. Like for example, we're about to release e-commerce and there's so many axes to to try to figure out value uh and and cost in terms of um you're talking like gmv or number of SKUs, number of yeah so so many different things so uh at some point it it comes down to a lot of data some gut feel and a lot of experimentation especially after you land um i think it's the other way i think it's it's a lot of gut a little bit of data a little bit of data there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, good. Um, fill up the economics for me. So, what are you willing to spend to acquire a customer? What's your fully weighted CAC? Um, so, we target about um, three months payback. So, so it's around. It's actually a little lower than that. Our our current CAC is about eighty eighty five. 
Um, so we get our money back before uh, before the three months are over. But actually, the majority of our growth still comes from organic channels. So paid is a, is a pretty small uh, part of our strategy. We don't have sales yet. Um, so we're still, I think, just like six or nine months ago, we started really experimenting with uh, with paid. So we're still trying to figure that out because it's it's kind of a it's not quite enterprise, it's not quite consumer. It's sort of like B to B to C sort of. Um, so it, in in the market is somewhat limited uh, when when you're looking at things like programmatic uh, ad buying, et cetera. So we're still trying to figure that stuff out. And like more than eighty percent of our customers are still coming through word of mouth, uh, SEO, things like that. And then follow up on that, what do you assume lifetime value is in months and dollars on these folks? Uh, so it's a little over, it depends on uh, the the profile of the customer because we have a, a bunch of freelancers. So our average uh, LTV is a little north of $1,000. Uh, but we have some uh, profile of customers like team plans or agencies that are much higher than that uh, to where, you know, a lot more seeds, a lot more of a like core or workflow for them to have Webflow in the middle of all of their kind of marketing operations. Uh, we even have some startups like HelloSign, uh, a bunch of other ones that switch their entire marketing team to, to use Webflow. In those cases, um, LTV is probably closer, you know, above the 10K range, but it's still like low compared to if we were selling up to enterprises or something like that. Um, but the cohort of like startups and, and agencies is still really, really small. So that's something that's kind of like a side bet for us. We still focus uh, primarily on freelancers because they're the ones who end up at agencies. They're the ones who end up at product teams. They're the ones who end up um, on enterprise and ends up being quite infectious uh, to where they take their tool of choice to, to their next gig. So assume minimum LTV is a grand, maybe other cases it's much higher. And what do you assume, how many years is that, right? Do you consider two years, five years, three years? Uh, that's, that's shy of three years. Yeah. So it's like two, two and a half. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, round out last questions here before we wrap up team size today, where you're at. Uh, we're at around 65. Okay. And, um, and everyone in San Fran? No, we're about 60% remote. So many different States, many different countries. Um, uh, we have about just shy of 20 folks in San Francisco. Okay. 20 good. San, San Fran, San Fran remote locations. I love it. You're, you're, I mean, I'm, I'm doing the math. I mean, 65 people on 1.2 million a month. So that's with that 14, four or something annually. I mean, you're, that's cranking like a $221,000 revenue per employee, which is like way above industry average from what we've done, which is a, a result again of your, you know, don't raise a ton of capital, just focus on efficient, healthy, capital efficient growth. Yep. That's great. That's really good. Um, how do you think, how many co-founders are there? Is it just you? Uh, three. Uh, myself, my uh, brother who runs design, and uh, Bryant, our CTO, who also runs like marketing and growth. Uh, so it's like the trifecta, perfect trifecta, I think. That's great. And and how do you, when you guys think about personal wealth from the company, right? Of course, you can increase your salaries when you feel like it's fair. And But do you guys do any like team-wide dividend sharing kind of things like that or anything like that or no? So not yet. We haven't done anything at that level, either with founders or employees, because uh, we just now started to uh, break through to actually having profits. Because yep. anytime we, we had any sort of positive cash flow, we always had um, uh, areas of the business we wanted to pour, pour money into. Uh, so, so far, it's essentially been break even, not, not much money to play with. Uh, we might potentially in the future consider like dividends or profit sharing or something like that. We're kind of following Zapier. Um, in uh, in 
like running a profitable business that then gives you more options. You guys look very, you guys look, you guys look very on paper, look very, Wade was on a couple months ago. You guys look very similar on paper. Oh yeah. Wade and I are friends. Wade helped us get into YC. It's (laughs) it's been, and we work together very closely uh, with, with Zapier. A lot of our customers are are mutual. Uh, So we just want to build a really solid business. That's going to be here for decades um, because it's not something that we've built a flip. Uh, and and the, even the, the the offering that we want to create over time, we actually want to empower a much more significant percentage of the world to be able to build software, not just websites, not just web applications, but actually offer a, a visual way to program. Um, and that's you know that's a long journey. You don't do that overnight. Yeah, it's a uh, big. It's definitely a big vision. I see you have a ring on. You're married, right? Yes. Correct. So let me ask you a question. You have about 15 million today in ARR. Uh, yeah. Let's say someone comes in and gives you a ridiculous offer, right? Let's say let's say. 15x, right? Uh, on your 15. So let's say it's north of a 200, $300 million acquisition offer. Uh, when you go home and tell your wife that you turn this offer down because of your big visual coding vision, like what's the number where she just kills you? Uh, 0% chance because I've already conditioned, like we've had those conversations so many times <laughs> to where, where she would be the first one. If I come to her and say like, hey, we're going to sell Webflow for like a half a billion dollars. She's yeah. going to say, why not 10 billion? <laughs> really? That's good. Yeah. You've you've can, like, you, you've got that in our head the right way. You've expectations that exactly. That's hysterical. If you wait another year, that that's going to be double. If you wait another year, it might be double that. So I love that answer. All right, let's wrap up here, Vlad, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Leaders Eat Less by Simon Sinek. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, honestly, it used to be Elon Musk, but he's hasn't been a great role model lately. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little, little tougher, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you buy a flamethrower? Uh, no, you mean not a flamethrower. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I meant not a flamethrower. Yeah. N- number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Uh, honestly, Google Inbox is an awesome productivity tool. Like it's just kind of changed the game to a handle email. But I'd probably have to say Airtable uh, or Notion just for how many things that it helps me solve. Yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven even. That's good. And what's your situation? Obviously married. Any kiddos yet? Yeah, yeah two kids in two. elementary school. Oh, well, oh my gosh. You're full. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 35. 35. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, oh, I wish I knew to start sleeping more and exercising more earlier. I didn't get into that until my 30s. And it's just... I, I think I... I, I put my body through way too much stress early on. Guys, start sleeping more from Vlad. Founded the company Webflow back in 2013 with two of his friends, one of them being his brother. Now at 65 people really helping you know freelancers build websites. The ultimate goal, a new way to code, a visual way to code. It's democratized. Anybody can do it. Unlocking so much power for so many people. Currently about 30,000 customers paying 40 bucks a month, doing 1.2 million per month or about 15 in ARR run rate today. That's up 100% year over year from about 600 grand a month through recurring revenue in July of 2017. Less than 5% gross logo turn on all their cohorts. Some of their cohorts, it's way, way better than that. CAC today about 85 bucks payback period on the, on the worst case, three months because he's built the thing to be now profitable, which I love. 65 people based in San Fran and other remote locations, only 2.9 million bucks raised. I'd love the ratio there from raised capital to AR. Vlad, you're killing it. Thanks so much for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.